0: Nobody wins, unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game!
1: An impossible goal! These guys
0: are good! Scary good! And this crowd is going bananas! As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network, presented to you by our friends at BetMGM. My name is Michael Lebuff. Joining me for this episode, for every episode, my colleague and co-host Nick Martin. And Nick, uh, we always start with our favorite underdogs for the upcoming slate. That will be Thursday night, February the 16th. We've got ourselves a classic four-point game between the Capitals your Washington Capitals and Florida Panthers. Um it's pretty close to a pick. Panthers slight road favorite minus 120. Uh you have an underdog pick here, but it's not the traditional one uh, that that we usually see on the show.
1: Yeah, so I think it'll make the show debut. I'm going to go with a three-way draw on the Panthers and Capitals here, which should be north of plus 3. Should easily be found north of plus 300 wherever you're playing. My logic with these is whenever we're talking about a tie, you want to look for a game that you think is going to stay within a goal or two throughout. So I think based on these two teams, the positioning, the way the capitals are set up right now without a I love their game defensively versus Carolina. I actually thought it was almost unlucky that they gave up three. Anyone who watched the game would have seen that two of them were kind of unlucky bounces. And I think that opens up a lot of doors for the capitals, keeping this close. With that said, Florida have been really strong. They're offering a lot more offensive punch. So I think this is just one where uh, at this point in the season, and I should note actually that I was turned on to this by Nick Alberga that we do uh, the action podcast with, Fantasy on Ice. He mentioned this play first. I thought it was a really good play. I thought there was a tough loss on this on Tuesday. And yeah, I just think there's a lot of logic that dictates this game is going to remain really close throughout, which is my whole thinking when you want... Regulation ties. It just all revolves around what the number is going to be. When it's plus three twenty, and you think it's going to head down to the final ten minutes within a one one goal game most of the time, or tied at that point, that's when you're starting to get a lot of value. And that's the way I see this one going.
0: For me, because I'm an Islander fan, and they're in the thick of the race against the Panthers and Capitals. Basically, all you're rooting for as is an Islander fan here is don't be a three point game. I can almost guarantee you that this game is going to overtime because that would be the worst possible outcome uh, for the Islanders. Uh, but it is a good point. Actually, something I, I talk about on our soccer podcast, wonder goal a lot. When I bet the draw is the, the kind of surface level, not logic when people would think, uh, Oh, I want to bet the draw here. It's like, Oh, these are two evenly matched teams. But what you're looking for more than that is that the draw is always going to be in play. Like that, that, like you said, it's always, it's not going to, it's pretty hard to envision one of these two teams running away with this one. Uh, Sure, any goaltender can have a a dud on any night, and and things could get wonky with like a, a first a goal in like the first two minutes in any NHL game. Uh, but these two teams kind of profile right now, especially as as two teams that not only are evenly matched, but I don't see either one being able to run away uh, on the scoreboard, which keeps the tie in play the whole uh, whole game. So yeah, I don't I don't hate the logic there. Would be a bad result for my Islanders, but uh, it's would be a good result for the podcast. So. I'll sort of root for you. Uh, my underdog, Philadelphia Flyers, are near two to one against the Seattle Kraken. Flyers are on the road. Uh, right now, Philly's plus one ninety, Seattle minus two twenty five. Uh, the over under here is five and a half. This one is twofold. One, you can't really trust the Kraken at any time at this kind of number because of their goalies. Um, and w- when they were going well and paying off even at you know at these prices earlier in the season was because they were shooting the lights out. Uh, they they led the NHL at one point by quite a margin and uh, shooting percentage at five on five shooting percentage that's dipped down a little bit. And the Flyers, we know that they will play you tough. They are a team that's built on kind of blood and sweat. That's what their coach wants. John Tortorella, he deserves a ton of credit for the way that this team is over uh, or has exceeded expectations. And I don't expect them to come into Seattle and just completely lay uh, an egg. So, the the P- Flyers should provide good value here. They gave the Kraken a pretty, uh, you know, sturdy test. Seattle was a better team when they last met not too long ago. Uh, but this matchup, this goaltending matchup, should heavily favor the Flyers this time around with with Carter Hart playing rather than uh, Sandstrom, the backup. So, with Hart and goal, I think that the Flyers are well worth it uh, at this price on the road in Seattle. And I think the Flyers are going to fit um, kind of. A strategy that I'll look to play down the stretch, which is you there are going to be some teams that are sellers lottery bound that you just know are not going to give you the effort. Um, And then so when they you can almost cross them off on most nights, the Flyers are not going to fit that bill at all. And they'll be playing when they're playing teams that are in these, quote unquote, must win spots, right? Seattle's still in the thick of a race in the Pacific Division for a playoff spot. Uh, So that is always going to be baked into the number and we'll will inflate flate the price on teams that need to win more uh, than the also ran that they're playing.
1: Yeah. I, I, I completely see what you're thinking here. And it was as much of a sweat as it probably like Philly made it such a close game with Sands from in. And I thought Seattle really put forth a really good effort. So I could see how getting them as an underdog here with heart and the goal suddenly becomes quite valuable.
0: Uh, all right. Let's look at the big board. Now uh, the Winnipeg jets will travel to Columbus. The Jets are minus one ninety-five. The Jackets plus one sixty-five. Over/under here six and a half. Boy, um, can I spend two or three hours talking about the Blue Jackets Devils game from the other night? I won't. The Devils actually won a regulation for the first time. It feels like in months, uh, but they did it with two seconds left in the third period uh, to win three-two. Uh, another good effort, you know, from the Blue Jackets hanging in there, but wasn't enough. I guess it's kind of like the ideal situation for the Blue Jackets. They played a strong game. They lost without getting any points. Helps their lottery odds. Uh, nothing for me here. Uh with the Jets coming to town. I think the number's a little a little uh too short uh with the, the goaltending mismatch. And uh I just you know the, yeah, I'm, I, I'm just kinda sick of betting the blue jackets now.
1: I'm waiting. Yeah, I thought the price looked good pretty good. Or price looked pretty sharp, I said should say, and didn't really immediately have any leans there. Uh yeah.
0: Uh the Boston Bruins are minus 180 in Nashville. Take on the Predators plus 155. The over is five and a half. Some kind of external noise about the Predators to sort out their GM. They lost to the, the Coyotes the other night. Next day, their GM comes out and says that they're not really going to be looking to actively add at the trade deadline, despite kind of being a mirage uh, team in the playoff race with Calgary and Minnesota. Neither of whom want to run away with that playoff spot either it's it's the the playoff races in both conferences are hilarious um so maybe the you, you see the preds who of course are not a team that uh are, they're a team that i don't never have a problem with backing at big prices because of the goaltender um maybe you see a better effort here but it's tough to back this team uh going up against a bruins side that uh, had a big one on the road and you talk about the east west splits all the time and it just seems to be a real thing this year
1: yeah i didn't see much here either probably my lean would be Boston in regulation, I guess, if I'm to be forced into a pick. And I, I think uh, we'll probably keep seeing Boston stabilize. But I guess, you know, some of the nights where they've had a hard time finishing with Saros in the goal as well, kind of just one where I, I wasn't looking to get involved. The Red Wings are plus 210
0: on the road in Alberta, taking on the Calgary Flames, the over under six and a half. You'll be in the building. Uh, and will you be in the building for an upset? I think I might back Detroit here. It's more of a play against Calgary than anything. How many times have we seen this year? The flames play a great five on five game, tilt the ice in the right direction, and then just find a way to not get a win. Maybe they'll get a point like they did the other night up three, one on Ottawa with less than four minutes left. They lose in overtime, but this team is just, can't be trusted. How can you trust this team at a price like this is, is my point, even against Detroit, who is a team that we've been going against, <laughs> uh, but they're red hot right now. The Red Wings are a uh, few in a row. They're they're right back they there at the same spot as the Sabres in the playoff race uh, in the Eastern conference. So welcome back to the party, Detroit Red Wings.
1: I think the flames will somehow win this game, like three to two and the shots will be 46 to eight, but I don't know if I want to bet on it. And to talk about that last flames game in Ottawa, When we talk about responsible gambling and betting what you can afford to lose, I think that's a perfect example of why you just, you know, you keep comfortable because anything can happen. I thought that was a pretty, very strong call on Calgary. And they're up 3-1 and Ottawa wasn't really even showing many signs of uh, pushing back into the game. And then the goalie gets pulled. Markstrom is probably supposed to catch that first one. And then the rebound goes in. The cat scores a nice one. Stutzel's overtime winner is pretty soft, and then all of a sudden Ottawa's won without really doing anything. So it just feels like I don't want to keep back in Calgary. I'm over it. I think they probably will control a lot of the play and win this game. But yeah, I agree. Like, what do you, what can you do when you when you see these Flames games as a heavy favorite? If anything, I'll probably end up especially because I'm going playing a couple shot props and just living with that. But
0: maybe a Jacob Pelletier first goal scorer. Oh, that's
1: not even. I could go on another rant about Pelche <laughs> and the games that he's the game that he scored in. Uh, uh, anyways, we'll move on from the Flames' frustrations.
0: Uh, let's talk about the frustrations of the New Jersey Devils. I thought we had it right again with them. They are a team that is um, getting by in ways that they're they're almost making it up. I I would say I I, I can't really remember a stretch like this where a team's won so many games post regulation. um, and and in a stretch of you know great play, quote unquote, by their record. They're like 11 1 and 2 in their last 13, and seven of those have come in regulate after regulation, and one of them came with two seconds left in the third period. That said, they're they're taking on the blues on Thursday night. They're minus one fifty favorite. St. Louis is a mess. The over under is six and a half. Uh and I don't want any part of St. Louis, but you like the Devils here. I don't, like I said, I don't want any part of St. Louis, but I might just do it because of my. I just need to get these Devils. I need to beat them somehow.
1: <laughs> this Devils run is so annoying. That, they really haven't played great. It's funny reading some of the commentary about that Columbus game, seeing Devils fans and Devils accounts talking about how that was one of the better games in a while. And I was like, you're playing fucking Columbus. I think if they were playing a team with normal finishing ability, that game's probably a loss. Uh, so yeah, if you want to talk about it, I guess like it, it's a positive win better than some of the recent ones, but it still seems like they just haven't turned that corner at five on five. And and at some point things are going to get worse. Maybe the Marino returns, stabilizes things. And and it does sound like, you know, the talk around the team is that they almost know they're on a lucky run. And obviously they can turn it around and just start playing better. But for now it, it doesn't seem like they're really showing like a true, a truly elite team at all.
0: You also wonder, like, this is the first time that this core... Uh, has been in a playoff race, or or is going through the playoffs, so they're going to be buyers at the deadline. And uh, you know, there's always talk about Timo Meyer or whoever they're going to try to get. So if, if like that external noise is kind of you know jittering a few players down the lineup that that may go, but uh, in return for Meyer, but that's just I'm looking for excuses for this team that I keep betting against, and it's hard to to come up with them. All right, with that, we'll on that positive note, uh, we'll move to. Top Shelf Bets, our favorite bets, for uh, Thursday, February the 16th. Top Shelf where Mama hides the cookies. couple interesting ones here. One is an underdog. I'll go first. That's mine. I like the San Jose Sharks. Once again, they're plus 180 in Vegas. The Knights minus 210, over under six. The Sharks are one of the best teams in the NHL when they get to prices like this, uh, this season. Seven and eight, return on investment of nearly 40 percent and it's just because they don't really get dominated uh at five on five they're able to to weather storms they're able to tilt the ice in the right direction only a couple teams in the nhl carolina new jersey among them are have better expected goals and high danger chance numbers than san jose does this season which is incredibly shocking considering their talent level and their coach uh dave quinn who i think when he was with the Rangers was criticized pretty heavily for them not being able to uh, get play moving in the right direction. So they're taking on a Vegas golden Knights team. That's still banged up. Obviously Mark stones out until at least the first round of the playoffs, Logan Thompson out uh, for a while and goal. This is uh, a banged up Vegas team as always, as it always is. And they haven't, you know, they, they're not the type of team you want to lay this kind of price with uh, at, at right now. And, when you can give me San Jose, like we're not talking about them playing Anaheim, right? We're talking about kind of a, a a decent bad team uh, rather than just one that is bad, bad. So yeah, I like, I like uh, San Jose as my favorite bet on the night. They're plus one eighty, And I think that's a great value.
1: Yeah. And if you're someone who likes motivation angles, this is uh, pretty much San Jose Stanley cup at this point in the season, there's still some real hate between these, uh, these two teams. So I like that. I think it'll be a pretty close game. I see your logic for sure. And, Hopefully the Sharks get into it with uh, all their guys. So I'm big on that play. And I'm also big on whether it's Allen or Samuel Montembeau for the Montreal Canadiens going over 31.5 or 32.5 saves, whichever it is they play at Carolina. And I can only imagine how this game is probably going to look where Carolina just spends so much time in the offensive zone. They're just putting point shot after point shot in as they love to do. Sometimes the quality isn't there. Hopefully that's how this goes. And it actually stays close to where Carolina is consistently pressing. And that's where I like the fact that Montreal's actually been hanging around in most games. They haven't been allowing complete breakdowns because ideally what's going to happen is this game will will stay fairly close, and Carolina is going to be forced to continue pouring on their lower quality shots and racking up the saves for Eleanor Montembeau. So yeah, I think this is a strong prop. I bet Carolina will hit 45 shots in this game. If you're on a book where you can bet on just shots, there's a few of those that exist. I would consider that as well. But yeah, I, I think it's a really strong angle to look for.
0: All right, some interesting plays for us. Maybe get us off the schneid uh, that we endured on Tuesday night, though a couple of those were uh, some bad breaks. The Islanders put up 47 shots on a four-string goalie, find a way to lose in the shootout. Uh, like I said, the Blue Jackets lose with two seconds left in regulation. Maybe we'll do a little bit of luck, and hopefully that luck comes with the Panthers and Capitals going overtime, the Flyers and Sharks finding a way to pull an upset and uh, the Montreal Canadians goaltender, whoever it may be, going over say prop at 31 and a half, thirty-two and a half. Um, and on that note, we wrap up another episode of Line Change from Dick Martin, Michael Lieboff, wishing you best of luck with all your bets on Thursday night.